0: Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com.
1: I to
2: a lot of homeless people. My heart is so much for the homeless people. I saw a lot of them down there that when I worked there before at the Montana Rescue Mission, they were still around in the area. The biggest one that impacted my heart the most was um, last night. Um, There was a gal, her name is Crystal, and um, I knew her from before. I knew her. She lived down the street from me. And so my heart just cried out so much. She just wanted a shower. She just wanted to take a shower. And there's no place for her to have a shower. She was my daughter's friend's mother. And her circumstances put her on the street. We got to minister to her and pray for her for some healing. I'm not sure about her healing, but we loved on her. So we got together with another group of people, and we're going to go feed them on the weekends because it doesn't seem like there's any place on the weekends for these people to get food. Anyways, that's my testimony. And also for myself, that... um, the Lord, I was so convicted. I was letting my circumstances in my family, in my work, define mm-hmm. who I was. And I am not that person. Mm-hmm. The joy of the Lord mm. is my strength. Come on. The joy. And so that's it was a great few days. I learned a lot and I was convicted a lot. Yeah. We, <laughs> minis- we ministered a lot to a lot of homeless. Love
3: you guys. Yes, amen. (laughs) Johnny, you want to come? Yeah, come on. Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, brothers and sisters. Like Debbie said, we had a awesome time. It was a uh, three and a half days filled with just for us, miracle after miracle after miracle. And it... um, I certainly don't flow, I don't have the gift of healing, but I know very strongly that I have the authority. And so mm-hmm. that's, what I, that's how I pray. I always pray with that. But there's other people who pray differently, and I was, I was so in awe of it because they were, I've been taught that we command the thing to come out because we have authority over it. But other people were coming in and asking God, to heal this person and they and they were immediately. Hmm. It was amazing to see. And um I guess it's biblically correct both ways, and that's yeah. why I see that now. So, anyways. But we had some awesome time. We had a little gal named Amber was um she was out front in the vestibule and she came by and she said some mumbled something about pain. And so I caught up with her, and I says, Did nobody pray for you yet? That that's what we're doing here. And so she says, "You're going to pray for me, aren't you?" And so, took her side, and so, she had conditions from tip to tail. She just was a wreck everywhere. So I started praying for her. The first thing was her hips. Okay, she said, "I got these pain in my hips because she was an accident of some time, long time ago, whenever." And so I was getting ready to pray for her, and the Lord gave me the word, "Look at her legs, check her legs." And so I was going to do that, but Amber's a little chatterbox so she was yakking and yakking about everything she wouldn't stop talking and so she kind of threw me off of my game so I just prayed for her hips so I just put her hands on her hips and I just prayed for her hips and and so then she says right away she says pray for my back my back hurts up here so I prayed for her back pray for my head I prayed for her head I have a liver condition could you please pray for my liver so I prayed for that we on and on and on and then she says she runs over to a chair over here and she says, I have diabetes so bad, the neuropathy is very bad. Could you just pray for my, my neuropathy right now? I said, I'm in. So we go over to the little chair, and she puts her, takes her feet off like this, and she, she puts her feet out like this, and her eyes, the whole eye thing, <laughs> it always tells when somebody when you, when you know God's working here. Her eyes got all big, and she looks at her feet, and she says, they're the same length. She says, this one's supposed to be an inch and a half shorter than that one. I was praying for her hips. Come on. God grew her leg out an inch and a half. <laughs> it was like a sleeper, sleeper leg growth, Sleepy you know, it was, it was so much fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. So and then so I took we we were out with another group of guys the next day, and they were young fellows, they were just 20-year-olds and uh, full of the Holy Spirit. Great guys, I love them, fun. And so we went into Walmart. Um, so we're cruising all around Walmart and, and so Warren, the one guy we're walking along and there's a fellow standing right here and he's kind of leaning up against something. And Warren says, do you have a headache? And the guy looks at him with a, he has a mask on, but he, he looks at him. He says, well, no, why do you, why do you ask? And I says, so I move over to him and I says, he perceives pain on you. Do you have pain somewhere on you? He says, well, yeah, I'm standing here. I can't hardly walk around. I got pain all through my, Mm. my middle here. So Warren knew there was pain on the man. So he says, could we pray for you right now? And he says, oh, my gosh. He says, I've been standing here asking God to send somebody to come and pray for me. <laughs> and I says, we're going to pray for you right now. Jesus is going to take that pain away. Yeah. Warren prayed for him right then, and it washed away most of it. And he says, is your, how are you feeling? He says, well, oh, my gosh, it feels so much better. I says, You got any pain left? He goes, Well, a little bit right here. So he's reached over to him, told the pain come out. And his the eyes again never lie with people when they get an instant healing. And he's all happy. And he looks at us and he says, Who are you guys? (laughs) And he says, We're Christians. This is what we do. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. It was awesome. So we had such an incredible time, and I could, I could go on and on about. I mean, Look we had, those, yeah, I yeah, know. This is just a bunch of chicken scratch on whatever envelopes. This is life-changing stuff. Yeah. Chicken scratch right here. What happened to all these people? I mean, when we go by and you bless somebody with a substantial amount of money at the right time because God puts it on your heart mm. to see something, and they just start weeping. And they said, oh my gosh, your timing is perfect. And you don't know what, what that all is, but you know that God puts you into that place yeah. to make that happen. Yeah. That happened several times this weekend. We, we saw arthritic hips healed immediately. We saw migraines wash away immediately. Broken ribs healed instantly. We saw ruptured disc uh, healed instantly. Leg pain from injuries wash away immediately. Rotator cuffs All of a sudden, a guy can pick his arm up now and do this where he Mm. couldn't before. So one of... You going to tell that? That's on the website, yeah? It's on the... For everybody to see. Tell it anyway? With the broken ribs? So we went down with Deb. Deb knows all a lot of these people down in the homeless district, down there at the mission district. And so we got out of the car, and we are cruising along, and so I'm just happy talking to any, any one of these guys and see if they need some prayer. What can what we do for them? And uh, so the one fellow says, well, I have all these broken ribs right here. And so I asked him, He says, so you're in pain? He says, can you touch him? He goes, no way, you can't touch him. So I says, you know what? We're going to pray for you right now. And God's going to take that pain away. He's going to heal those ribs for you right now. He says, well, go ahead. So I think it was three or four of us. He's praying on it right now again. And we all put hands on this guy on his shoulders up here. So we prayed for all those ribs to be healed right now in Jesus' mighty name. And I says, well, go ahead, touch your ribs. So he goes like this. He goes, and once again, the eyes got all big. You know what happens. So he's pushing on them. And so I, I says, you're all healed, aren't you? So I grab him just like this, and I go, I start shaking him like this. <laughs> and he's looking. His girlfriend is laying on the ground. They're homeless people, right? So she's laying on the ground, and her eyes are all big because she knows his ribs are broken, and you can't touch him. So, and he's all happy. He's all elated. So we look. We, I we lean down to her down there. I says, is there anything we can pray for you, Horani? She says, I can't hardly move. I got four broke, uh, ruptured discs in my back. So all of us, once again, we all leaned right on down and we all commanded all that pain to go and all of those all of those discs to be healed in Jesus' mighty name. And once again, her eyes got all big and she started to climb up right away. And she's standing there and she's just weeping now because she can stand up. And she says, I, I'm all healed. She goes, I know it. And she just knew it immediately. She's standing right up and she's just crying and thanking, hanging on Debbie there for a long time, you know. For all the love, anyways. So it's it is just amazing. One of the most amazing things about the weekend for me the worship is wonderful, but worship you can go to any church and get wonderful worship. Not to diminish what Mark does here. (laughs) But I mean I don't mean that. I mean it's you can go worship anywhere. Yeah. And you can, and you can praise the Lord wherever you want. The preaching. Most of us know the gospel. We know it. Okay, so, you know, for me, that was not the big thing for the weekend. The biggest thing in the weekend is to be in a room full of believers who walk in the miracles and believe these things that God says are true and to hear their stories and be immersed in this thing of, I mean, I was there. There was a gal, the dead raising power that we have. Well, that's true because I met those people who raised somebody from the dead. Mm. We have a pastor friend who was there who prayed for a fellow, had no leg, and the leg popped right out, a whole mm. leg. Who was in a room with, with a friend that he was in the Middle East, and they were in a place where they were cutting off the right arms of the men that they would capture because of the Civil War kind of a thing. And they were in a service like this. He says a whole room full of people, and every one of them grew an arm right wow. back. In Jesus' name. So, to stand in a room like that when I am so excited about the miracles to see how God works physically and and spiritually on people, you know, it is, for me, it's, it it was just filling and and wonderful. But I guarantee one thing for all of us, we will never, ever walk on water unless we step out of that boat. And that's what I encourage all of us to do because I, I, Going around this weekend with people, and I said, what did we learn from that last place we were just mm-hmm. at? I said, I'll tell you what we learned. We learned that every, unless we go talk to those people, you don't know what those conditions are that they have. They look normal. They look all fine. But you, tell, you go ask them. You don't know if they're in horrible pain or what heartache they have or what money they need at that moment mm-hmm. until we step out of the boat and go be a disciple like we're supposed to do. <laughs> so, anyways. It was awesome. So I just encourage all of us to rethink that. And number two, um, I'm here and available for all of us because I do this uh, more often than most of us from what I can gather. And I'm happy to take you out. I'm happy to, whatever I have that I've learned over the last two years in this arena, I'm happy to share it with all of you because I want all of us to be able to do this to be a better, more dynamic
3: disciple for our Lord. So. Come on you go. Thank you, brother. was there anybody else from the city quake that wanted to
1: share a testimony? Yes, come on. You have to get up here. I had no intention of sharing anything actually. <laughs> I kind of thought you might actually. <laughs> I kind of thought you might <laughs> um, no we so we were at the conference and I, I wasn't able to go out in the evenings and, and pray for people um, or the afternoons. But So at the conference, he had people raise their hands um, that, that needed healing for whatever, whatever it may be. So me and um, a friend of mine, Eric, went and prayed with a lady um, that had arthritis in her whole body, basically. Um, and Eric started praying over her and, and asked her afterwards um, if she was experiencing any, any healing of any sort. And she said, well, it's kind of, it's kind of starting. And this, this is where I encourage you guys to ask the Lord specifically when you're praying for somebody, what, what exactly it is. So the Lord actually had me pray for her mind. Um, because I think, and he's done this numerous times with me when I go to pray for somebody's healing it, the mind has to shut up first um, so I actually prayed over her mind and then after that we didn't even pray for her body anymore because he healed her body after her mind was released mm. from from whatever it was going through we we just overthink and we get all please heal me, please <laughs> heal me it's, yeah, it's, non- it's actually nonsense it is nonsense, yeah so, Mind shut up and then you can be healed. So Amen.
3: That's... Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> so I'm not preaching, but you are. And this is the reward for a pastor. Because the fivefold ministry gift is designed to do what? Train you to do the work of the ministry. Yep. And besides, Johnny said point one and point two. So, <laughs> you've already had a two-point sermon. I don't care if it's Tom or Mary, either one, you guys can come or come together, either way, it doesn't matter to me. Did you want to come too, Mary? Come on, yeah. You mean me to help you up. You're getting up.
5: <laughs> drama, drama. <laughs> well, i come to know some of you, but I want to give you just a little background, who, in and, and what God has done in my life first, um, came to Billings in 2001 to pastor a Lutheran church. And I so appreciate you talking about Martin Luther mm-hmm. as being a revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Because we are all in this room, part of what Martin Luther birthed. Mm-hmm. What Martin Luther birthed. When we came in 2001... We came and began pastoring a very, very dysfunctional church. My background, raised Lutheran, left for 13 years. Sean and I can relate to a period in in our lives where we were completely rebellious, completely rebellious. I was a police officer for 17 years, went to seminary. When God grabbed a hold of me, when I was extremely suicidal, during the loss of my first marriage with two kids, changed my life completely. Changed my life completely. I mean, turned it around. What I believed in was the fivefold ministry, which had been cast out by so many of the denominational bodies. And I also believed in the full gospel ministry, miracles, healing, signs and wonders, you name it. I believed in that. Saw resistance. At any rate, we came in 2001, hooked up with uh, Carol and a group of people that uh, she was part of because we believed in the healing ministries, wanted to see some things happen. Over the last 19 years, I have been praying because we'd received prophetic words about renewal and revival coming to Billings and Yellowstone County. A vision by Amy McManus seeing the rims filled with chariots and angels coming ready to to revive and renew this area. Got a prophetic word at a conference up at the Flathead uh, Bible Camp that something was coming. This is almost 20 years ago now. I started praying, I started praying that God would raise up young leaders in our community to not just stand in the gap, but be leaders of this renewal and revival. How many of you know this? There's only one church in Billings. Mm -hmm. There's only one church in Billings. It's the Church of Jesus Christ. Martin Luther said this, the true church is found in, with, and among all of the congregations. Mm -hmm. The church is not an organization, it is an organism. I started praying for young leaders, and I started seeing recently people like Sean, who I recognized immediately as one of those young leaders I've been praying for for Abe and for so many others Mm -hmm. who recognize we're not building numbers in our congregations. We are building relationships all through the community, and we are part of the growing movement that is going to transform this region. That is what God God is doing. Secondly, Wanted to share a a little bit about uh, what's been going on with my youngest, our youngest son, Luke. Luke, uh, in high school, developed a very severe condition. It was a congenital condition. We didn't know it, but uh, he had a twist in his large intestine his junior year on prom night. Thought it was severe appendicitis, went down, found out he had an extra 26 inches of colon. Instead of coming up and across and down, it came up and it twisted. doctor said, hmm, hadn't seen anything like this in a person his age. He said, we don't know what to do. I'll find out. That's a sign of a good doctor, by the way. If he doesn't know, but he's willing to find out, you know you got a good doctor. happened again, senior year between thanksgiving and christmas at that time we decided he had twenty six inches removed he recovered and he started having all uh, a bunch of other symptoms could not figure out why he was he was having these symptoms of almost paralysis sleep paralysis they call it he'd wake up and he couldn't move he was he he had uh... Renaud syndrome severe severe sensitivity to cold temperatures mm-hmm. Other things, Um, yeah, fatigue, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, mental fog, stuff like this. This is a a kid that lost 36 days of his senior year in high school and still graduated with straight A's. (laughs) Um, He uh, was finally diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease probably picked up back in Minnesota, got bit by a tick, was asymptomatic right away. And we were turned uh, turned on to this through an association at the church we were going to up up in Billings Heights, uh, Heights Family Worship Center, which was Assembly of God. At any rate, what happened was, through another association, through the church in Billings, find out that there's a guy in Minnesota Who's a naturopath and chiropractor? He uses a weird diagnostic diagnostic methodology called electroacupuncture, according to Voles. Went back there, visited him. He and Luke sat down, worked on Luke through computers and through electrodes and stuff like that. Said, Yeah, you've got chronic Lyme disease. He sticks a bottle of tincture into a into this machine. And the American Medical Center uh, Association doesn't like this, okay? We had received from a clinic down in Scottsdale, Arizona, an estimate to treat Luke $50,000. They didn't accept insurance. Insurance wouldn't pay for it. We walked out of there. Wrote a check for $137. And Luke is now clear of Lyme disease. Just putting little drops under his tongue. All the prayer going on. Still going on. This spring, Luke was diagnosed after having some severe pain and other symptoms. Is this a recurrence of the Lyme disease? He, uh, unfortunately, was visiting... Uh, the clinic at St. Vincent's, uh, which was in the throes of all this COVID-19 and coronavirus stuff, and doctors weren't, were trying to keep people out of the clinics. Finally, after a bone marrow biopsy, it was discovered that he had acute lymphoblastic leukemia. And... With a gene mutation in the in the cancer cells themselves, that was a complicating factor. He had been in and out treated with uh, for several weeks with um, all kinds of uh, corticosteroids and pain uh, medications. Finally, uh, when he was diagnosed, they said, "Well, we're going to send you down to a an oncology clinic in Denver at." Uh, Presbyterian St. Luke's Hospital. That's who they're associated with. They are the one of the centers that treats this particular type of leukemia. The night they were going to leave and drive down, the night before they were going to go, he was in the emergency room in such pain, they discovered his pelvis actually was broken from the bone marrow in his pelvis had deteriorated so badly. Then Six o'clock in the morning, he was back in. He was convulsing. Now, Luke lives in this gray house on the other side of the parking lot. Um, his wife, Carly, is a nurse. Uh, the doctor said we need to life air ambulance down to Denver. They flew him down to Denver. And uh, the estimate was it was going to be four to five weeks down in Denver. Well, I'll tell you, we got the prayer warriors (laughs) mustered. (laughs) We sent out the cry. And the prayers from you guys, people literally around the country and around the world. He was released after 20 days and came home. Mary, do you want to read the message on your phone? Do you have it with you? Why don't you you share it?
0: So he had extreme chemo, um, and the first cycle is called 1A, and then it was 1B. At the end of 1A, which is about 10 10 days or so, less than two weeks, they did a bone biopsy. It took till last Thursday to get all the results because it goes through an extensive amount of analyzation, and I don't know if they... they, uh, look at how it progresses or not. But anyway, then he went through 1B down in Denver, and then um, he was able to come home. Even the day he came home, he was not feeling good because something else had hit. Um, But prayed, and he he was able to get out. He has seen the power of prayer, and he said, Mom, everything we prayed for, everything we prayed for has happened. Um, after that bone biopsy the results came back it is only after the 10 days of chemo it was completely clear no sign of residual disease nothing which was amazing because that usually doesn't happen Um, and so um, he does start Tuesday inpatient here for the next cycles I wish he didn't have to but that's the protocol so we're asking for prayer for complete protection because the chemo is poison yeah. and it um, is designed to do something. It does something, but it also can do other things that are not desired. And so we pray protection over his body and over the good cells and that he, he will be completely restored. And he is giving God all the glory, him yeah. and his wife. They said, you know, when they think back of how they were prepared for this, they'd been in a study on Mark and the healing miracles of Mark and how um, people reached out to to touch the edge of his garment and Mm. were healed. And he said, mom, why did we even start on Mark to study the book of Mark? (laughs) I thought that was kind of weird too, but they did that with their closest friends. So he said, you know, they've just seen so many, many answers to prayer. Um, Right before 4th of July, he had a lumbar puncture. They always test the lumbar to see if there's any cancer in the neurological system. And, and they put a little bit of chemo in to prevent the neurological system from, from getting cancer, too. And that lumbar puncture was not um, – uh, it was painful. Um, that's the first one he's had that's been painful. <clears throat> a couple days later, he developed a, a spinal headache which means there was probably a blood bleed in that where it had gone in. So it looked like he was going to spend the whole weekend of 4th of July in. We got to praying and everybody was praying and just like that, it went away Mm -hmm. and he was able to stay home. You know, I want to bring this
3: out because of what we prayed because in a prayer group on Tuesday and, um, because you and I talked about this, and I don't know if you were at that prayer, because you've been at a few, but they were talking about for Luke that it was going to be months and months and months. And as we were just praying in the Spirit over this situation, um, I kept hearing days, not months. Yeah. And so we just were declaring that days, not months, days, not months. And so when the diagnosis happened then the treatment goes into place and even some of the stuff that we saw in the spirit, as far as angels and stuff like that being positioned there, I mean, it's been one miracle after another. I tell you, I, cause I know Luke because we share that parking lot <laughs> and, uh, we, we both, um, uh, have had to deal with people trying to spin Brody's in our <laughs> in the parking lot. And so we, 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 uh, tag team together on that but he has not lost a step mentally because I've talked to him and we've had conversation back and forth and he shared, you know, everything. It just is a powerful testimony. And guys, listen, you should hear this. We're not against medical or the medical, what's going on there, but what is happening? We are using our faith as a church. They're using their faith. We're coming together and we are driving back the enemy and driving him out. And the goal, we don't want to get lackadaisical with this. We want to push until we become so dominant as a force in the earth that we do see the reproduction and the increase of not only Christ, but then the book of Acts that we saw in the early church, where we continue this process of, of, of sharing the kingdom of God in all avenues. Amen.
0: I just wanted to say... Nothing. Women have
3: twice as many words. <laughs> <Sorry>. so,
0: even... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, how, good God, stuff. I think God really prepares you for these things. A couple of years ago, I just felt like something was changing. Something was changing. And Tom had a whole bunch of uh, um, medical things happening at that time. And um, I had to kind of hand my business over to somebody and, and they took care of it and stuff. But it was like, something is happening. And he, he was preparing and stuff. And about two months ago, I was prompted. I didn't understand it because the Lord had me release both our boys, Zach and Luke, to Him. And I thought I've already done that. Didn't I? Don't you raise your kids to uh, worship and to to be His? And I, I thought I had released, but the Lord had me do it again mm. to completely release them. And I had to repent <laughs> for. Um, not wanting them to walk in ministry. Hmm. But uh, Luke's walking in ministry right now because he's, a, he's testifying of the Lord's goodness and the Lord's greatness and his complete healing. It's just so...
3: I, uh, I want her to share some more. Oh, what? No. I want you to share about the, what you shared with me about the riding the lawnmower.
0: Oh. <laughs> they need to hear it. Okay. They need to hear it. It's okay. so good. So Luke was down at the hospital and... Um, something, you know, there was another, some ugly kind of thing that had come up in, that he was experiencing. And he experienced a lot of severe nausea down, um, during the chemo. And he, you know, the first chemo that he had gotten, he convulsed horribly. I mean, they had to get his body and, you know, uh, calm again before they could, do anything. He's gone through, it's been awful. Anyway, there was another thing and we were on our way back from Minnesota. We had decided to, to, um, to get away and just take a breather. And so we were with uh, my stepdaughter, Erin, and her family at a cabin. We we're on our way back and we get this news that he's going through something else. It was just ugly. And everybody was praying, Pray, you know, we've got a couple um, text chains and everybody was going Pring, praying, 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 praying. I just couldn't pray. I just was prayed out. And the answer to that prayer was a good one. I mean, whatever it was passed. So I texted him the next day and I said, Luke, I'm sorry if this sounds kind of weird, but when everybody else was praying, 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 I just couldn't pray. All I could think about coming back, you know, 900 miles from Minnesota was getting on that riding lawnmower and how excited I was to start mowing your lawn again. And I hoped that nobody else had mowed because I had been going in this crisscross, posi- you know, pattern. And I didn't want that wrecked. And I knew what I was doing, and I was so excited. And, and um, then when I got here... You know, and I got on that riding lawnmower. All I could think of was, thank you, Lord, that I'm on this riding lawnmower again. And I was thinking about, I wonder if I can do wheelies on this thing. <laughs> and I wonder if it will do donuts in the parking lot. <laughs> and, you know, his response to me was, Mom, I don't think it's weird. I was kind of prayed out also. I mean, you leave it with the Lord, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. And... He says no. He says we're going to
5: have yeah. fun too. There's a there's a point where you just need to rejoice. Yeah. I, I, I just like to tell you, one of the things that I know and I've seen, throughout my life in ministry. When the enemy is coming against you. And bringing difficulty, trial, and tribulation in your life, God is using those trials to strengthen you, mm-hmm. and it also means that the enemy is coming against you because he knows you have something to bring to the world out of heaven, through you. If you are experiencing difficulty, if you're experiencing affliction in your life, if oppression, it means the enemy doesn't want you rising up, giving glory to God. This is what I see for Luke. This is what I see for my son. I know his mind. I know his heart. I know his passion. Five years old, we're down in Tyler, Texas, and we'd go Sunday night and Wednesday night to a big charismatic church while I'm pastoring a Lutheran church because I need to be fed too. I need to be fed. (laughs) And Luke would reach out and pray for people and touch them. I knew then something special so did the enemy we don't discount the work of doctors and medicine and technology we don't but we also know that there are miracles available and every one of us has that authority just reading Matthew 10 and Luke 10 this morning as I was sitting there favorite passage in Luke Jesus says I saw Satan falling like heaven from heaven like lightning as the disciples and and others were going out and declaring the kingdom of heaven has come near they healed the sick and they cast out demons and they returned with joy and Jesus has an even greater joy because his purposes are being fulfilled in this earth amen when Mary was working on the, uh, on the sale of this, congrega- uh, this building to this congregation, I said, we've got to go down there. We've got to go down there. And we live up by Lake Elmo in the Heights, you know, and there's churches between here and there, and there's, you know, but we just, we walked in. And all of you men, All of you men are standing there strong. And that's the one thing in my ministry that I've seen over and over again women, what I call estrogen based churches. Not that there shouldn't be, (laughs) but men stand up. Be men. Be powerful. Be warriors. Mm -hmm. Be warriors. (laughs) <laughs> exactly exactly and that's that's what i appreciate so much and uh, is is seeing seeing you men being strong and you women too you women too don't uh, this is all of us together yeah he's the preacher yeah he's preaching amen go
3: ahead And not bad for a former Lutheran pastor. (laughs) Praise God. Well, would you stand, please? I know we went over, but it's your fault. So, (laughs) praise God. Did you get anything? Amen. Man, God's good. Yeah, let's do it again. Oh, man, so good. Well, praise God. Let's pray and we'll uh, close up. Uh, If you need ministry for anything, you're here. Altar care team will be here. Uh, You can grab somebody who shared testimonies. They'll pray for you too. Um, But we're going to continue to move forward and fulfill what God has for us. Amen. God is good all the time. And so um, we give him the praise. Father, we do. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. You are so good to us, Lord. We bless you. We worship you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the covenant. Lord, we will eat from the table all week long. Lord, in the presence of enemies, we will eat from your table. We have a covenant. We stand in it. We don't relinquish it. We don't give over our authority to the enemy, but we use our authority against him in submitting to you, resisting him. He must flee from us. We thank you for it. We bless you. We honor you in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said Amen. We'll see you next Sunday, guys. Don't forget Youth Group Wednesday night. God bless you.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.